Welcome to Free Christian Church of God's Audio Outreach Ministry. For more information regarding the Audio Outreach Ministries, or to order past messages, please contact the church office at area code 419-596-3103 or visit our website at www.freecog.org. And now here's Pastor Jimmy Fry with today's message. Colossians 2, 1 through 10. For I want you to know how great a struggle I have for you and for those at Laodicea and for all who have not seen me face to face, that their hearts may be encouraged, being knit together in love to reach all the riches of full assurance, of understanding, and the knowledge of God's mystery, which is Christ, in whom are hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. I say this in order that no one may delude you with plausible arguments. For though I am absent in the body, yet I am with you in spirit, rejoicing to see your good order and the firmness of your faith in Christ. Therefore, as you received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk in him, rooted and built up in him and established in the faith, just as you were taught, abounding in thanksgiving. See to it that no one takes you captive by philosophy and empty deceit according to human tradition, according to the elemental spirits of the world, and not according to Christ. For in him the whole fullness of deity dwells bodily, and you have been filled in him who is the head of all rule and authority." Let's pray. Uh, Lord, I'm thankful for uh, uh, last week's message, God, and, and just the, uh, the, the depth that was there. Uh, Lord, the, the encouragement of, of this letter, uh, not, not only to the historical church, but to the present day church. God, might we hear the alarm that was sounded in this, but also, God, might we be encouraged by what we know, by what we understand, and that is Christ. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. You can be seated. So in verses uh, 4 through 8, where we'll start on today, uh, what you hear in, in a roundabout way really is Paul sounding an alarm to the church of Colossae and Laodicea. Uh, I heard a pastor say this week, where there is light, there are bugs. He said that in reference to the church. Paul's writing because there is an encroaching threat on the growth of believers. And it is something that is going on within the church. At the time it was Gnosticism. Again, the issue being false teachers. Uh, I read a quote from Mark Twain that said, A lie can make it halfway around the world while truth is still lacing up its boots. There's a lot of false teaching everywhere today. So the alarm sounded in Colossae, and we should hear this same alarm sounding in our ears today. 
Verse 4 starts with the words, I say this in order. Now we have to ask the question because we covered it last week. What is the this that he is referring to? So essentially what Paul has done is he has laced up the boots of truth in orders that the believers might walk in Christ. He understands that the lies have been circulated and running, so his goal in this letter is to lace up the boots of the church because there needs to be boots marching on the ground, amen? He wants them to be encouraged, knowing they are knit together. And that this love opens up an understanding and a knowledge of God's mystery, which is Christ. So his encouragement to them initially is to believe. Believe. And with, with this belief in the preeminence of Christ, we know we have the treasures of wisdom and of knowledge, and that in turn gives us assurance, and then the assurance satisfies us in the riches that we have, right? You've heard the song, Blessed Assurance, Jesus is Mine. So it's fully believing in the fullness of Christ helps assure you that you will not be conned by the false teachers. It's keeping the treasure in front of you. It is gazing upon the beauty and its fullness that keeps our feet where they need to stay. With all that the believer has in Christ, this fullness gives us the ability to stand against anything deceptive. Anything that would lead us away from the truth. It, it takes us back to Colossians 1.27. It says, To them God chose to make known how great among the Gentiles are the riches of the glory of this mystery, which is Christ in you. Wow. The hope of glory. This is assurance of hope and assurance of glory. Christ in you. You see the riches that are implied here? It's not just a statement of facts, but it is to be a treasured truth. Truth that has secured your place in glory through Christ and through Christ alone. Those treasures of wisdom and knowledge guard us and keep us from falling for those enticing words, those artful words, those empty words that wear the disguise of wisdom and humility but bring with them death. You see, the false prophets would use familiar religious terms in order to seduce people into their teaching. 
But in that, it took away from the simplicity of Christ. So they would use the same words, but they would use these words with different definitions. And see, that's where we get snagged today. Well, they're preaching repentance, but it's a different definition. Well, they go to church, but it's a different definition. Well, they say they love Jesus, but it's a different Jesus. So the false teachers use these embellishing words. Sugar-filled Words, words that are like balloons that swell and they blow and they float and they pop loudly but hold nothing in them but wind and air. Different meetings, just like the heretics today. I, I read this week on a um, famous faith healer, TV preacher. Uh, I think it was Benny Hinn is who it was. I, just, I ain't afraid to name names. Who was, who was uh, talking about the adjustment that life has been for him since his uh, hearing aids and pacemaker. Wait a minute. Why don't he just heal his hearing? Why doesn't he just fix his heart if he's been given that power from God? See, same words, different definition. Hmm. False doctrine may promise things but it actually cheats you out of fully enjoying Christ. Christ plus nothing equals everything. Don't forget that. All truism was and is and forever will be in Christ. All spiritual knowledge was and is and forever will be in Christ. Needs nothing mixed with it to make it palatable. No flash, no lipstick, no costume needed to dress it up. Christ alone is the cornerstone. Verse 5, he says, for though I am absent in the body, yet I am with you in spirit, rejoicing to see your good order and the firmness of your faith in Christ. Paul was obviously greatly uh, respected by those he was writing to. I think they would have received this letter from Paul and been enthusiastic about it, right? I, I wondered, we, we talked about a little bit in our devotion this morning before uh, before a worship practice, uh, if free Christian was to receive a letter from Paul, how would we feel about it? Would we be nervous? What would it say, right? But I think the church of Colossae would, would have been excited about it. 
He couldn't be with them in person, but in spirit it would have been impossible for him to be any closer to them. He's cheering them up, and he's cheering them on in this battle for the truth. Imagine for a minute if we did receive an attaboy from the Apostle Paul. Imagine what that would do for you. At the time he's in chains, and he writes us a letter of encouragement. Writing under the influence of the Holy Spirit, and Paul is worshiping because of the church. He's rejoicing because of their good order and their firmness in the faith. Wow. I bet they felt like they could run through a brick wall after getting this letter, right? Yeah, we can do it. We're, we're doing it. Doesn't encouragement go a long way? But Paul is encouraging them in a very specific language. He's using military language. Because the Christian life is lived upon a battlefield. And so essentially, Paul's writing saying, as the enemy was charging, as the enemy is charging and coming after you, Christ's church didn't fall into chaos, but it stayed in good order. They were disciplined even when things around them weren't. That's pretty cool. I think we could use some good order in the house of God today, amen? Good order where preachers preach, right? Where elders shepherd, where men strongly guard their family, being spiritually stout, where women fill their roles lovingly, where children honor their father and their mother. We could use some good order in the church today. Those with the treasure, those who see the preeminence of Christ remain steadfast, feet planted on the firm foundation. The word order used here in Colossians expresses the outward aspect that the church would have had on the visible eye. So from the outside, looking in at the church, there was order. The world saw the church was in line. Huh. Everyone knew their job and they did it. Everyone knew their place and they fulfilled it. A church of good order. Now, firmness, on the other hand, expresses the inner basis on which the church rested. The Greek literally implies the thing in the concrete. So their faith here is the solid thing that made up the basis for the church. Concrete faith in Christ. Immovable, unshakable faith. And this good order works 
because they are knit together in love. Feet planted and arms locked in. I, I, I thought of it in my office this morning as like a impenetrable round of Red Rover, Red Rover, right? That's the church locked arm in arm in love standing on a firm foundation. When love binds together, things work. And this firmness, this firmness comes from what we see in the first chapter of Colossians 22 and 23. It says, He is now reconciled in his body of the flesh by his death in order to present you holy and blameless and above reproach before him if indeed you continue in the faith. Here we go. Stable and steadfast not shifting from the hope of the gospel that you heard, which has been proclaimed in all creation under heaven, of which I, Paul, became a minister. So we see more clearly why Paul is rejoicing here. They're continuing in the faith. How do they do it? How did we do it? Well, the, the key words are found in the last two words of the verse. In Christ. That's it. It's the only way it works. That's where the strength comes from. That's where the concrete is found is in Christ. Verse 6. Therefore, as you received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk in him. Rooted and built up in him, established in the faith just as you were taught, abounding in thanksgiving. So his encouragement now is to behave. We, we don't like the encouragement to behave, right? Truly, there is never a standstill in the Christian life. Uh, Charles Spurgeon said, The Christian life is very much like climbing a hill of ice. <laughs> you cannot slide up. You have to cut every step with an ice axe. Only with incessant labor and cutting and chipping can you make any progress. If you want to know how to backslide, leave off going forward. Cease going upward and you will go downward of necessity. You can never stand still. So to backslide, all you have to do is stop moving forward. Stop the walk, stop swinging the axe. And so what these false teachers would do is they would come in and they would try to introduce these new truths to the Christian vocabulary. I'm sick and tired of the new truth. There is no new truth. Okay? I'm I'm sick and tired of the new revelation. Everything has already been revealed to us in the Word of God, period. If you hear someone speak the words, I have a new truth, throw something at them and then shut them off, right? Because it's that bad. It's that bad. Paul says, and I agree, and so does, so does his church, you started with Christ, finish with Christ, Right? It started in faith, finish in faith.
Now you made me lose my spot. In Christ, we are to be rooted downward for upward growth. Both are necessary. Both are absolutely necessary. You take care of the depth and the height, and he will take care of the width. We can't be an inch deep and a mile wide. There are too many tumbleweed Christians rolling to and fro whichever way the wind is going to blow that day. Nor can you be transplanted from soil to soil. Once your roots grasp the nutrient-rich soil that is Christ, they grow and they grow deep so that there can be a therefore to our depth. And the therefore is the built up. R.C. Sproul said, the ought of the Christian life builds upon the is of having received the gift of life in Christ. Because there is an is, there must be an ought. Right? In verse 8, see to it that no one takes you captive by philosophy and empty deceit according to human tradition, according to the elemental spirits of the world, and not according to Christ. The mood seems to change here a bit, doesn't it? He warns them, beware. So believe, behave, and now beware And the literal translation here reads, Beware lest any man carry you off as captive. There are evil men and women that lurk in the shadows today. In fact, there are many evil men and women that lurk in the spotlight today. People who study the craft of abduction. We don't like to think about it, but it's the reality of the world we live in. It's people that live for the hostage situation. Right right now, I live in one of the most terrifying times of my life. No one fully prepared me for this, but I am the father of a teenage daughter who occasionally now will find herself alone, driving somewhere, leaving from somewhere, and I don't like this part, but it is a part of growing up, right? I, I wonder if my parents cared this much for me when I was a teenager, right? But the only thing that I can do for my daughter in those particular situations when she is alone is have made her aware, right? Head on a swivel, 
Have I warned her and prepared her, not just of the things that surround her, but of her ability to make a mistake? Her ability to have error. To recognize that something isn't right and then to act accordingly or to react accordingly. It's kind of what Paul's doing here. He's telling the church and Colossae and, and Laodicea to know your surroundings. Know who you can trust. Carry your weapon. Carry a deterrent and know God's voice, right? Know the truth and cling to that truth. The word says it this way. See to it that no one takes you captive. And, and here's, here's the thing that the the staggering reality of it all is false teachers don't convert, they kidnap. False churches don't evangelize, they recruit. I'm not going to embellish on that. But I do want you to look at the tactics that are used in the homosexual movement they can't reproduce they recruit they kidnap the transgender movement kidnaps the woke movement kidnaps the sexually immortal kidnap the war mongers kidnap the pornography industry kidnaps they don't convert they kidnap they're in the books, they're in the schools, they're in the TV shows, they're on the YouTube channels, the social media, the cell phones. And they're calling to the shadows where they can do their work. It's in the universities, my goodness. Christian, beware. Christian parents, beware that no one takes you or your children captive by philosophy and empty deceit. Because here's the reality of it. Our loved ones, our young ones have become the spoil of the enemy. Each one of these evils that recruit and make these empty promises only serve to make them a slave. So how do we keep it from happening, right? I, I got two things just off the top of my head. First of all, get a backbone. And two, get a voice. Get a backbone and get a voice. The world is going to act like the world, but they will not act like the world with my kids. Nor my marriage. Nor this church. That's it. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> so I'm, I'm, learning, I'm learning this in, in pastoring, that as a pastor, as a shepherd... As a father, as a husband, I have a voice, right? I have a voice. My, my wife, we, uh, we have to communicate. 
<laughs> and I am a preacher. So if we have a disagreement, we'll call it, I preach. Not a sermon, I just use my preaching voice with my preaching animations. I just talk, and my wife, she, she loves me as a pastor, but she doesn't like me preaching in our discussions. <laughs> right? But, but here's the thing, like, as, as the spiritual leader of this church, I have to have a voice, right? And my voice will either, well, it will scare the sheep in and it will scare the wolves out, right? And I heard somebody say one time, I don't think I could ever sit under a pastor that yells. Well, then you ain't never sat under your pastor, right? Because when your pastor yells, it's a call to come closer, right? If it makes you want to run, maybe you're a wolf. Hmm? Right, so I have that voice. If I yell out the back door because I see some danger coming, it might scare my kids, but it scares my kids closer, and it scares what's after them away. And I think the church needs a backbone in the world, and it needs a voice in the world. I think it does. But we got to get our priorities straight. My goodness, we can't look like we're a mess. We can't look like it's chaotic. So then we've got to ask ourselves in all things some certain questions. And that's, is this rooting my family, my marriage, and my life in the right soil? Here comes this opportunity. It's sports, it's school, it's work, it's friendship. Is this going to root us in Christ? Does it help my walk? Does it build upon the foundation of Christ or will it tear it down? Does it encourage the truth that we are in him? Is he preeminent in me, in my family, in my finances, in my decisions? Then we react accordingly. No, I can't do that. Or yes, I should. In verse 9, for in him the whole fullness of deity dwells bodily. I like how Paul didn't just use fullness there, but he used whole as an adjective to describe the fullness. And you have been filled in him who is the head of all rule and authority. First of all, faith in the deity of Christ is an absolute essential to being a Christian. That Christ was fully God and truly God is an absolute, not even up for discussion. Yet all throughout Christianity, we've been forced to deal with those claiming to be Christians, yet disturbing or even denying the deity of Christ. But he existed before creation 
He existed eternally. He was with God and he is God. And God bestows the preeminent title of Lord upon him in Philippians 2, 9 through 11. Therefore God has highly exalted him and bestowed on him the name that is above every name so that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. He's the Lord of the Sabbath. He has the ability to forgive our sins. He is the Lord of glory. And Colossians says, for in him, meaning Christ, the whole fullness of deity dwells bodily. That's pretty cool. But the next part should blow your mind. And you have been filled in him. The NRV says it this way, and in Christ you have been brought to fullness. And see, when we don't understand that, when we don't grasp that, that's when we start eating garbage. That's when we start believing garbage and living garbage because we think, just like Adam and Eve in the garden, God's holding out on us. You have been brought to fullness. Every believer has that fullness. To be born again is to be born complete in Christ. And in Christ, we have whatever is required. So you ask, what about sanctification? Well, I'm glad you asked. What about us becoming more like Christ? This refining that takes place in our walking, in our being rooted and in our being built up and established in the faith is this. It's not us becoming what we're supposed to be. It's us becoming what we already are. Remember whose name you carry. Remember who filled you to fullness. It was Christ. 1 Corinthians 1.30, Because of him, you are in Christ, who became to us wisdom from God, righteousness and sanctification and redemption. He became to us that. This this. Wisdom, this righteousness, this sanctification, this redemption is not me, it's Christ. We are complete in him, and it is a permanent experience at salvation. Though we are being refined, becoming what we are. So Christ is 
preeminent. Christ is fully sufficient, meaning uh, we are complete in wisdom, which is needed to guide us, right? We are complete in the atonement for sin because of Christ. Complete in him, meaning fully justified, and complete in him for grace that is needed to sustain us in trials and to strengthen us to do the duties of the Christian life. All because of who Christ is. Not me. Not you. So really, there is no need for worldly philosophies nor man-made traditions. Christ plus nothing equals everything. Christ alone. Christ fully sufficient. What it comes down to is do you believe it? Do you believe it enough to live it? There is a wealth of assurance that understanding sound doctrine brings to your life. One can live by their emotions and by their circumstances, but we live by the anchor for our soul. Sound doctrine builds sound believers. Strong doctrine builds strong believers. Dangerous Christians. Of good order and firm in the faith. Let's pray. Lord, I thank you that Christ is fully sufficient. Lord, I thank you for the alarm in Colossians that that sounded. Lord, might might we examine our life, first of all, our church, our family, our cell phones, our Bible studies, our books. the writings that we read every day in order to seemingly grow closer to you. And might we put them to the test against your word and not just believe them because they use similar language. God, there's so many people that have blown away with the wind. Lord, I pray that this message today is a calling back to the good soil, to the rich soil that allows roots to go deep and trees to grow tall and bear much fruit. Lord, that then you might take care of the width. God, might we examine our hearts today, our motives, our doctrines, our beliefs. And if it is found lacking, we thank you for the opportunity 
and make it right. In Jesus' name, amen. You have been listening to Pastor Jimmy Fry from Free Christian Church of God in Continental Ohio. We hope you have enjoyed today's message and we would like to invite you to visit us next Sunday morning. Our Sunday morning services begin with Sunday school at 9.30, followed by the worship service at 10.30. Free Christian Church of God is located on the corner of State Route 15 and State Route 634, just north of Continental. For more information regarding this or other ministries, call the church office at area code 419-596-3103 or visit our website at www.freecog.org. This has been a Free Christian Church of God audio outreach ministries production.